Hi guys, welcome to Drama Rookies. We are your hosts Evita, Ahana and Svetlana. Take a break with us as we review your favorite K-dramas and discuss more about K-culture. Do follow us on Instagram at Drama Rookies for more updates on upcoming episodes and tell us which drama would you like to be reviewed next. Today we're going to be reviewing Psycho Jiman Kenchana also known as It's Okay to Not Be Okay. This is a 2020 romance drama written by Jo Young, her last drama being Jugglers and directed by Park Shin-woo, some of his work being Jealousy Incarnate and Encounter, starring two of South Korea's most attractive actors Soo Ye-ji and Kim Soo-hyun in lead roles. This is a story of Ko Min-young, a children's book author with antisocial personality disorder who becomes obsessed with Moon Kante, a habitual caretaker who works as a at a psychiatric hospital while taking care of his older brother Moon Sang-tae played by the incredibly versatile Oh Jung-se who is on the autism spectrum and a budding artist as the story progresses the truth behind the trio's intertwining past begin to unravel and we learn a little bit more about the brothers nomadic ways the traumas that have deeply scarred their childhood and above all that it's okay to not be okay guys i am so excited to talk about this drama yeah you can definitely talk about it for us only because soyeji is your first true love and you have confessed your love to her time and again and we have been that. there at the receiving end because <laughs> it never reached her right but i think the one reason that i was watching it was for kim sohyun because of course it's his comeback drama and though we have seen him in snippets throughout the year but i must say for him to take up actually not just for him for both of them to take up such a project was quite a risky task because the story is not like a rom-com it's not a yeah. love story though the description does say that it's a healing romance which otherwise yeah it like does deal with darker themes and most of all it deals with mental health and neurodiversity and i feel that is done in such a fluid way true the character that really brings this theme into focus is the character of moon sang tae played by oh jung se i knew he was a great actor i knew he could be the villain be the comedian with his performances in other dramas but here he just took his performance to another level i didn't know that he could actually work out and portray the role of someone who falls on the autism spectrum in such a beautiful manner talking more about the character of moon sang tae he is not just someone who falls on the spectrum you know that doesn't define him there's so much more to him he's honest he's enduring he's looking to work he's a great artist he he actually wants to support his family he doesn't want to be a dependent and we do see a glimpse of this when he gives pocket money to his younger brother there are so many little quirks to him he likes dinosaurs how he loves uli props to the writer also because usually when you have characters on the spectrum or with any kind of mental illnesses they're often you know played up for dramatic effect but here sangde's character is hmm. more than his disorder so you have him have this amazing character arc you know there are these poignant scenes one that i really like in particular is when he accuses gangte in this moment of vulnerability and this it's a very bad equation that the brothers are currently having because they both feel frustrated with each other and there's a lot of miscommunication that has happened and Sangte accuses Gangte of not wanting him around of wanting him dead and he's really hyperventilating and it's heartbreaking to see that but you know it goes from that low point in their relationship to you know towards the end when for me that kind of maturity that kind of growth to show in Sangte and Gangte was 
incredible yeah yeah and i'm so glad that this character he had hopes he had dreams he had fears yeah. like he wanted that camper van which yeah. we are so glad he got in the end <laughs> and uh, he was so scared of butterflies you know that that trauma that stemmed from uh, what he had seen in his past but you know the way you were talking about the growth in his character we see it when he is finally able to actually draw a butterfly that was yeah. some serious character development there you know there's this one scene that i really love because we know that sangte is a huge fan of komen young in the show he loves all of her books and you know while eventually they have like this tom and jerry kind of relationship he's enamored by her there's a scene where he's so excited to go to komen young's uh, fan signing event where what they do is that they drop the black bars and it becomes this music video such a cute scene do you guys remember where you know he's just yeah, like dancing and prancing around and the signs which have like people on it are all dancing and they're showing his state of mind which is so beautiful these little little things that they've done in the edit to just kind of amplify what is it like to be inside sangte's mind and i think ojung se as a as an actor he has definitely established himself now as the top actor with this drama and you know not only that but i read this one bts scene actually wherein fans who also are on the spectrum uh, like sangte's character came to meet ojung se on the set and he he spent an entire day with these fans and he didn't spend the day with them as ojung se the actor but he spent the day with them as sangte the guy who is like them and he made them feel so comfortable and i feel that mm-hmm. is one of the traits that make this actor so amazing because he actually was able to go into the character and make it his own at the end of the day yeah now that we have talked about sangte we have to talk about his other half gangte of course sangte in korean means condition and gangte means responsibility really yeah so it kind of is <laughs> gangte's responsibility where you know gangte's character is definitely very relatable because i feel like we're all a little bit like him you know we do have uh, problems and situations that we don't know how to get out of and we kind of overcompensate and just brush things under the carpet uh, kim soyeon's performance is refreshing it's very vulnerable i have not seen him ever do something like this so it was amazing to see him kind of let go a bit so with kim soyeon you see all these different emotions that he portrays right and i feel in every episode there are characters who have progressed of course but gangte as a character has progressed so differently in every episode mm. because you see in the start that you know he uh, he does not have a smile and even when he smiles he's always told by his friend jesu that listen don't smile you look like a scary clown yeah. and you know though we laugh <laughs> at that time but later we realize the pain that he's been hiding behind that smile the reason he's been hiding that smile of course is because he's young sangte always reads the expressions on his face to see what he's feeling like so gangte yeah. always maintains the smile on his face so as to not let sangte know anything about his emotions but then exactly yeah, yeah. and he has always taken care of him in that way but then we see the scene okay where he flashes out and they both have a fight and at that moment you expect people to be sad to be crying sangte is happy because finally he has got a sibling that he can fight with he can tease them he can you know have this you know this banter with and that yeah, is something that yeah it's it's so beautiful to see mm-hmm. that scene because you see gangte looking in the sky and smiling because he he's you know trying to tell his mother that listen we are siblings and yeah. we are going to be there for each other at the end of the day and then there is jesu of course who is at the side just so confused and also 
scared of gangte as to open what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah. going to do now yeah. <laughs> and that is hilarious i was so glad to see gangte as a character he was so real anyone in such a situation would have all of these emotions the yeah. repressed guilt the the kind of dislike that he harbors for the responsibilities that he has his desire to break free and uh, you know being a caregiver professionally and personally full time really does take a toll on mm. not only your Definitely. physical health your yeah. mental health it's very interesting he is a complex character of course but his relationships with all the other characters also in their complex way evolve and develop uh, to reveal a much warmer and a softer gangte because he's no longer held back by those reins and we see a different side of him and i'm so glad about that and evita and i were actually discussing there are there are these certain scenes that he's actually kind of managed to uh, change the whole uh, halu culture right evita the let's talk scene oh my god that's evita's favorite scene oh yeah yeah 100% for the longest time would you like to have some ramen or ramen mogole was this yeah. you know this really sexy line that you know the leads would say to each other when it, when they wanted to get it on and i think in this drama the sexiest line is let's talk and it's an amazing scene because there is so much of conflict that has happened prior to this and not much young, talking not much talking definitely <laughs> <laughs> I mean they did talk but it was with just their lips. Where Kim Soo-hyun and Soyeji are having this really intense moment and he tells her that you know okay before you do anything crazy count to 3 and calm down. She says 1 2 and he says 3 together and they talk. Mm. Ko Min-young and uh, Moongang-tae's relationship has this star-crossed lover kind of you know thing. They kind of flip that concept over in its head and you see um that their relationship becomes less about the love and more about how they begin to heal each other they begin this road yeah. of recovery and i really like that i would say that their love at first stab <laughs> Oh, oh my wow. god. Yes. Grows another Evita phrase. Open. But love love at first stab, you know, grows into love at first healing the scab. So, you know, guys, <laughs> whoa, whoa. but moving ahead, you know, let's talk about my queen and my favorite person, So Yeji, playing the incredible Komun Young. I don't think there is a better person who could have portrayed this role. I mean, yeah. First of all, the the way I see it is the that her every outfit her every you know her every step that she took was like a shield to protect herself yeah so if you want to like simplify it for our audience basically it's like a coconut okay <laughs> it's hard on the outside soft on the inside with sweet mm-hmm. water as well komunyang is exactly like that and i feel her fashion sense is so out there so bold mm-hmm. and that's the reason right she it's her fashion sense is like a shield to her that is protecting her from the other from her thoughts and from you know letting out what is her actual still personality commendable and so beautiful of the writer to be able to bring that even through her outfits and her dialogue performance i feel that though she may initially be a very unlikable character it is when you put her story into context that you realize that after what she's faced uh, the kind of reaction the kind of defensive shield that she has up is pretty much justified so yeah. it is always you know you've got to put the person in the context in their 
particular context before you make any kind of judgment mm. because you, you see once she is put in a nice in a warmer environment with these two loving caring brothers that you find that she absolutely she just blooms as a person she doesn't change per se but she transforms into someone who is so much more understanding likable at least to the the two characters that she cares about and i personally Definitely. really love the relationship that she developed with uh, sangte you know yes they from him being her fan they went on to having this brother sister connect it was heartwarming yeah. to see while komun young is so cold at the start and there is a talk of her having these antisocial dispositions i think it's kind of like if people are like plants it always depends on the right environment and that's how it you're going to grow and yeah. prosper right yeah. and with she was in such a toxic household with a very abusive mother an overbearing father you know the kind of emotional warmth and response that she learns she learns these behaviors once she's in a better environment and yeah. i think that is something that you really begin to see where in the first couple of episodes you know she says the most cheesiest lines like she would say things <laughs> like we are destined to be together in the most sardonic manner cold as turkey delivery you know and you would just be like okay she's really strange but towards the end of the drama you see her warming up even in terms of her language she really begins to think before she says anything she begins to have a calmer approach it doesn't change yes yes punk. like she's still spunky she's still going to be cussing around and she's still going to be very straightforward with her advances but you yeah. see a maturity where she understands that people are not things to possess people yeah. are people and things are separate you know so i loved that they show her road to recovery and not just yeah. her falling in love the writer's aim was to not get us to like or to dislike the character i think at the end end of the day the writer just wanted us to understand each character mm. that's true absolutely you know i think uh, this uh, this show this this performance that this trio has managed to give us would not have been possible without the absolutely stunning support cast that that you oh know was God, there to, yes. yes was there throughout the way jesu namjuri namjuri's mother the a director of the publishing house the main the head doctor of its okay hospital all of these characters were the ones that set up the entire environment in such a way that these three were able to take on that road to recovery as evita puts it yeah definitely and, you yeah. know with writing such well rounded characters especially with your supporting cast you know i think they balanced a lot of the technical aspects and the the humor as well is so well placed in the show you you know for example do you guys remember the scene where uh, komen young is driving to her new house and this deer just you know lands oh right in front of that poor deer randomly so bad for that deer so <laughs> random and then the deer uh, snarls at her and she snarls back at the deer such a ridiculous <laughs> but it kind of establishes how you know how childish in a way komen young is but you also kind of begin to understand a little bit more that while she is the stuff as nails woman she is emotionally that of a child you know and you begin to see that in the way they have done the treatment of the show and this is something that i know i have you know really like irritated you guys about because i kept going on and on and on about all the short stories and the animations and the transitions that they have done but on a technical point i feel like this show is so innovative you know there were some 
transitions that I was in love with because they've done like what I would say a masking 101. Like if they were being graded out of 100 Hmm. different ways to mask a scene, they were going to get like 100 on 100. So it was really interesting. Perfect score. A perfect score. I, you know, guys was thinking that this, a lot of their literary references, right? It reminded me of Gabriel Garcia Marquez with this kind of fantastical realism where you have these amazing gothic settings and this very horror-esque vibe in an almost Tim Burton setup. Didn't think it was a rom-com at all. Like at the start, I thought it was like some horror show because it was so scary. (laughs) and oh my god her house itself gave me those vibes man so yeah the the house was also really scary you know they I think it was a good way for them to show Coleman Young's mental state you know so a lot of the things where they made it almost like a horror-esque escapade it was difficult to watch you know there's this one scene where she's having a nightmare and uh, she she opens her eyes and the camera pans out and you see this woman floating above her and they do things like this to show just how deeply deeply damaged Coleman Young is and how deep her trauma runs yeah you know I I think uh, the setting, as Svetlana had pointed out earlier, the house itself is uh, gives me the shivers, you know, but it's contrasted with the okay hospital, like fully pastel and everyone's sort of with a smile and a beautiful color palette. So the contrast here... I feel they are trying to juxtapose a fairy tale and a gothic setting and in a way, you know, synergizing them, bringing them together to form what actually, that's exactly where reality falls, isn't it? And I feel one more aspect that made the show, actually, this makes the drama for me and every other drama is defined by the OSTs for me, guys. <laughs> because for me, an oh, OST yeah. can make or break the drama. That's true. And I relate an OST to a scene. I see it for the characters and the story, but when there's an OST there when there's a BGM there it just gives me more meaning and more complexity like it just adds more to the scene and with this drama especially I don't think it had that many OSTs as a regular drama it had just seven OSTs but uh, the BGM is what stole my heart because with every scene there were these engaging BGMs which kept you hooked like you didn't know when the scene was over hooked the BGM kept you and that is a really beautiful job done by the sound design team Hey, yeah. was it you who was telling me that uh, you you never skipped the title sequence and then we had this discussion about how yeah. the title sequence actually oh gives out so much God. of the plot line? It does, oh you know, because God. on a second yes. watch, you begin to obviously notice a lot of things, right? And then the title sequence, a lot of the spoilers for the upcoming episodes, a lot of elements from, you know, modern fairy tales are also incorporated. I think it's one of the best title sequences by Anthony. Definitely. I don't think I've missed the title sequence even in one episode. Like I've rewatched it again. And I think the fact that they chose to use children's stories, right, and juxtaposing it with adult problems makes so much of sense because a lot of our personalities and in a way, a lot of what are the issues that we begin to have start at childhood in a way, you know, and, you know, fairy tales are this kind of escape of reality, you know, and it's kind of like Coleman Young deciphers her reality 
through fairy tales this is the only way she knows how to communicate because she can't directly talk to people and i love what they have done with the short stories and so much of it was original work which you know was amazing like one of my favorite stories is zombie kid which is an amazing story and you know some of the other ones also like are really really good i want to bring in this one point here komunyang the reason she started writing stories in the first place was not because like there's no other reason for it but the only time she spent with her father ever the only good time that she remembers actually spending with her father was when he read story books to her and that is oh. the reason she started mm-hmm. writing stories yeah. yeah you know one would think because her mother was an author that she took that literary road but here yeah. we have a totally different take on yeah. it yeah she definitely didn't want to be an author because of her mother but it was more of the storytelling aspects from her father that encouraged her to be one there are symbolisms in the show that are uh, really important to talk about number 1 being the butterfly and how it's a source of pain and comfort for our uh, yeah. leads the butterfly plays a very important role in the show especially for sankhe because of his re- the relationship that he's had with uh, the idea of butterflies you know he's been so afraid of them that uh, his brother and he have had to move around all the time because he feels that the butterflies are out to get him and this has something to do with the trauma that he's faced in his childhood when he happened to watch his mother uh, murdered at the hands of what he believes was butterflies attacking so yeah. he feels like they're yeah. out to get him but and you know he's so afraid of them he can't even draw them but then we what we witness is absolutely beautiful because it is the director of that hospital who explains to him that butterflies are not the source of evil you should really look at this in a different way because butterflies actually symbolize cure and you know it links back to the entire fact uh, our character gangte has been teaching komunyang the butterfly method mm. you know it's a method of calming yourself down so it's so amazing that the curing and the therapy come together and this theme yeah. is visited time and again in this show definitely i think with it's okay to not be okay much of the story is about you know these three adults who are facing the traumas of their past and we're all kind of you know dealing with our problems and what they show is a road to recovery so even with the mini yeah. stories of the other patients in the hospital right you you begin to learn so much about how to take care of yourself and it is very much a healing drama and uh, i'm glad that something like this was made because you know yeah. it it is difficult yeah, yeah. to watch i think anybody out there who feels a little bit low should watch this drama because you will not feel alone there's so much to take away such amazing dialogue such amazing um such amazing life lessons although the show has uh, really d- worked wonders in in terms of execution there was this one little problem one little fact that didn't sit right with us right guys yeah. i think it was the head nurse turning out to be the evil yeah. mother in the end what was that, that about was the most random villain i have seen ever because i loved the role of the head nurse i yeah. loved the character played she was such a strong personality taking care of the entire hospital even guiding the director when yeah. needed and she had this yeah. fun element to her at times hmm. fooling around but then they just turned her into this personality and they made it so random that we could not relate to it at the end yeah it was yeah. a bit unexpected but not in the good yeah. sense you know i yeah, yeah. preferred a fan theory which said that she had a twin she had a younger sister who was obsessed with her and you know she killed her and it was a better angle as opposed to this definitely but i think yeah. that yeah found was interesting you know that for me i think was a, was probably the only i would say issue that i had with the show because i think yeah. in terms of tech 
technical form in terms of what it set out to achieve and that was to show a humane representation of mental illnesses and well it's okay to not be okay they achieved that we come to our last segment where i want to know are you going to watch the show or not so is it okay to watch again or is it not okay to watch again i think i'm definitely going to watch the show again because though it deals with these darker themes and all of that but at the end of the day it tells you that listen you've just got to take care of yourself and you don't have to change yourself because the three of these main characters they fit together like a puzzle right so i guess we just have mm. to find our missing puzzle piece or maybe we are our own missing puzzle piece oh Ooh. cute that that's sweet that you put it like that but unfortunately for me uh i would not go back to this drama at least not too often because i found some of the themes to be quite heavy and it takes a lot to digest the drama as a whole so not not one that i would go to time and time again but yeah maybe sometime because full marks for execution again as the president of the soyeji fan club i will watch this drama <laughs> again and again and again but mm. i also feel like this drama was extremely therapeutic for me and i don't say it lightly because i would watch the you know random episodes and i really felt like this drama has a lot of life lessons that you know in perhaps my lowest moments i would like to watch it again so i want to conclude with this one thing that tangte says you know that our body is honest when you're in physical pain you cry but the heart is a liar it stays quiet even when it's hurting okay guys thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of drama rookies hope you all enjoyed it do follow us on instagram at drama rookies for similar content and we look forward to seeing you next thursday